1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers close in on a new centre-back after a comfortable win against St Joseph's yesterday. Celtic followed that up with a 3-1 win away to Bosnian champion Sarajevo and there's more European action to come with Kilmarnock and Aberdeen playing tomorrow night. I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Guidi. Yeah, and as you say, Andrew, comfortable victories for the old firm last night. They've passed the first hurdle. Both will go through to the next qualifying round of the Champions League and the Europa League, respectively. And let's hope that Aberdeen and Kilmarnock can follow suit tomorrow night. Aberdeen at home to Rovan Niemi and Kilmarnock away to Nomads down in Wales. And for Rangers, are they about to splash out in excess of £3.5 million for the Swedish centre-half, Philip Hellander? We'll soon find out. So easy for you to get involved at home as well. You can give us a call 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Well, we were keeping track on the show last night, Mark, of, of the Rangers game. The second half concluded as the show was on. The Celtic game started as uh, as we were on air. There was mm-hmm. plenty of action and it turned out in the end that it, it was comfortable victories for, for both sides. Yeah, and in the end, I watched pretty much watched both games uh, last night, Andrew, back-to-back. Um, you know, Rangers 0-0 half-time, but you always knew it, it was coming and um, they got four goals. It really could have been six or seven. So a comfortable victory, but credit to them. You've still got to go and get the job done in the heat, your first game, the Ashford pitch, etc., etc. And good for the likes of uh, Ojo making his debut, getting the goal. Barisic, who... Believe he'll be under pressure in that left back area. Rangers probably looking for a left back, um, getting a goal as well. No, Golden's Goldson's been credited, but it was definitely Barisic's goal. And then Morelos coming off the bench um, to get the header. And for Celtic, they started well first fifteen minutes. Then Sarajevo came back into it. Scott Baines had a good save at nil nil. They've gone a goal down and they showed tremendous character to come back to win three one, and that gets them over the line too. So I really. Uh, Hard fought night for, for both teams in terms of just what they had to do eventually, but comfortable in the end, and uh, that's all that, that Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard would have been looking for. Well, we'll go in chronological order. It was a 4.55 kickoff for Rangers. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard. He says that Rangers' patience paid off in their win last night. He singled out Shea Ojo for praise after his debut goal, and he says they've made lots of progress since this time last year. Well, we had chances first half. Um, I think, you know, when, when two or three chances... Um, a missed, of course, you, you become slightly concerned, I suppose, but I've always got confidence that if we keep doing the right things and we don't lose our organisation, that the breakthrough will come. Um, I thought Shea was outstanding throughout, uh, from start to finish, uh, incredible performance, gives us real pace and power down that right side. So, pleased for him, debut goal, strong performance. Um, pleased for the other lads as well who made the debuts thought their performances were strong and yes we will get bigger and better tests but as you say you've got to come here and get the job done and we've done it emphatically I think we're a lot further forward than we was 12 months ago you know we, we've come in and, and, and took over a job and there was a lot of things that needed to change there was a lot of information we had to get to the players and it was going to take time not to build the team from a personal point of view and the squad from a personal point of view but also getting the information and the tactics across I think the advantage Shea and Greg Stewart and Jones have got now is they're coming into a team that have been playing together for 12 months and, and we know how we want to play so it's a lot easier for these guys to pick it up whereas last year we had 23 players and everything was new to every single one of them so we are a lot further forward than we were Stephen Gerrard understandably satisfied yeah. with the win oh yeah I mean you, you can totally 
Yeah, you know, hear where he's coming from when he says it because it was a, it was a blank sheet of paper. They were going to you know playing against a team that, that basically the, the confidence was rock bottom. They were in disarray. They were hiding after hiding um, against Celtic, and he's come in and he's managed to change the mentality. He's managed to improve performance. Yes, ultimately Rangers didn't win the league. They didn't win a cup. Celtic were fairly comfortable in the end. However, they won two old firm games last season, both of them at Ibrox, and that's important. And Rangers know what they have to do. To go and make a proper challenge this season And ultimately I think It not only has to be a proper challenge It has to be a league title victory um, This season for Rangers So they're heading in the right direction And clearly If they're in the market And they're trying to get guys like Holanda At three and a half million quid minimum Maybe to four million quid from Bologna Then it shows that they are Not not that anybody's in any doubt But they are absolutely serious About doing it properly this season Yeah a big marker of that progress Last season was how far Rangers managed to get in Europe. They yeah. they got into the group stages of the Europa League, and despite the fact that you know Rangers fans and, and Steven Gerrard will be desperate to to end that domestic dominance from Celtic, they'll still want another run in Europe as well. I, and, and Andrew financially, because um, you know in terms of the prize money for even if you do the treble like Celtic have done three years in a row, you know domestically the prize money for that not not taking into account like you know the, the attendance figures and season, but prize money is maybe. Four million quid for that reason. Just for getting into the Europa League, you're guaranteed guaranteed eight or nine, and you probably get ten, eleven, twelve. So financially, it's massive. Yes, of course, you want to win the league. That's where the, the prize are. That's where the prestige is. But financially, to kick you on, to help with the spending, and if need be, if you need to go again in January and bring in one or two, then uh, it's absolutely vital. That's why for Celtic too for the Champions League. Um, yeah, it's all about trying to do the travel again or making nine in a row, but. You also want that £25 million prize money that the Champions League gives you. And I think in terms of last night's result, it will certainly be a weight off Steven Gerrard's shoulders because they can always be potential banana skins, tricky ties when you're going into a game that's hot temperatures, thicky pitch. It's against a a team that you don't really know that well. You don't know what you're going to come up against. The Uh fact that there's that four-goal lead, you'd think Steven Gerrard can now rearrange his team for the Marseille game on Sunday and then rearrange his team again for the game on Thursday and... Not have too many problems No and you know You don't want to risk uh, Bookings like Sojo Picking up that, that Silly booking In the last minute of the game It's one of them but Ideally you don't really want that But the biggest thing was Was just getting the result And, and getting back tied But so, but that would allow him The luxury of If he felt that he didn't Want to risk or whatever Then um, He can do that Because the ties won um, He can give guys uh, Game time as well You know Get them playing In, in front eye But so be a healthy crowd Next Thursday night um, Ibrox playing a competitive game So all those wee things that you put into the mix uh, Makes it comfortable And then they get ready to go again Because the, the European schedule for the qualifiers Is absolutely, as you know Absolutely re- relentless You never want to judge players too quickly It's only been uh-huh. one competitive game It was against you know, a, a team from Gibraltar yeah. But looking at the, the new signings There was two of them that, that had their debuts Shea Ojo and, and Jordan Jones Ojo grabbed a goal, he, he looked lively throughout, it'll be promising signs anyway for, for Steven Gerrard that he's a man that looks capable of being able to, to run at players and, and get goals from wide areas. Yeah, I mean, you heard the clip there, you know, Steven Gerrard's singled them out, you know, that the, the, the two key words that he used, he's got pace and he's got power and anybody down the right-hand side, um, because you, you, you're tough to be good to dislodge Daniel Kandias, I think Kandias had a really good season for Rangers, you look at his assists and stuff like that. Um, so... Ojo clearly has something He's got very quick feet You know Just one thing that I'm sure He'll, he'll learn is, that he's maybe just something be Just a wee bit more direct Sometimes 
we don't need to see two or three step overs just go and get the, the, the job done but I'm sure that will come with the coach and the time and the pace of the game in Scotland when he, he realises he's maybe not going to have that time but certainly he uh, has got ability and on the evidence of that last night there's no doubt that he's going to be an asset to Rangers well, there was another man that started that game and it was Borna Barisic at left-back. He scored as well. Steven Gerrard's urging him to build on his goal yesterday and kick on in a Rangers shirt. He scored his first goal for the club in the win, despite the fact that Conor Goldson tried to claim it. I, I think Goldson must be on a decent goal bonus because he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's going for the goal. But for me, from the side, I must admit it did look like Borna's goal. I just wonder how much that for these for this Listen, Borna came into the team and the squad at a difficult time last year. He's had his injuries along the way, but he has looked strong from, from, from the get-go this season. He looks in a better place physically and mentally, so hopefully he can build on tonight's performance, but the goal should do his confidence the world of good, and as you can see, it's a clear two foot over the line, so I don't like tap-ins either. I like, I like the ones that look better. <laughs> Borna Barisic is an interesting one because he's a Croatian international, and despite the fact that he hasn't hit the ground running at Rangers. He's still starting for Croatia, who, you know, are, are a very good international side. Steven Gerrard talks about him and he, he says he knows he has quality. He just hasn't quite shown that quality in a Rangers mm-hmm. top so far. And that's what Steven Gerrard's wanting to see from him this season. He's wanting to see him consistently, A, being available for selection and B, when he is on the part producing the goods. I've mean, I, I watched him a few times last season Andrew and always felt it, it caught the eye up and down the left you know, I like attacking fullbacks but you know when you play for Rangers domestically you're on the front foot 80-90% of the game so you, you, you want your fullbacks attacking getting beyond the halfway line and, and linking up and I thought that he does that well for me you thought maybe and you heard Stephen Gerrard again saying there physically and mentally he seems to be in a better play and I think that's one thing that you might thought you know what you need to just toughen up a wee bit you know, if you get a wee knock you, know, you need to play through you make, make yourself available and often you need a better attendance record um, and if that message has got through to him and he can avoid injury then I think he can be um, an asset I think he's got lots to offer but there'll probably still be that wee niggle in Stephen Gerrard's mind as you say because there's no slip ups allowed this season can is he the left back to get us over the line and there'll be a wee niggle but um, the window isn't closed to the end of August so Barisic has got Another six weeks and another, what in the period of six weeks, Rangers will play 10, 11, 12 games to go and show that he is the right man and Rangers don't need to spend big in that area. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Craig is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Craig? How you doing, gents? Um, Thanks, Craig. I, I, I've got to say, you know, I watched the game yesterday and I saw, you know, it was very, very good in the second half, but the first half was a bit flat. To be honest, I think, I think obviously, I think Gerard is sort of thinking about a bit. The new, I think he's still trying to work out what his best starting eleven is, um, his best formation. Because for me, going in no no against a team like St Joseph's, particularly when you know when Rangers did dominate the ball, um, wasn't good enough. And there was there was times in that first half where I felt um, you know players needed. To be a bit braver and you know have have a dig sometimes of play that instead of trying to overly play it, which I thought at times they were trying to do. You know that keeper showed in the second half that he clearly wasn't the most assured, and I reckon a couple of half decent shots, if they'd have been taken instead of trying to pass the ball into the net, might have been better. That being said, they you know obviously have come out in the second half, got the four goals, um, and I would. Say are as good as through, but you know if you're coming up against 
better opposition than St Joseph's, which we will down the line in this competition as well as um, the league and stuff like that. He can't really that that does concern me because it was almost mirror imaging some of the games last season where very flat in the first half, but then started to play a bit at times in the second, and then it, so I think I also what I would say we looked better when Alfredo Morelos came on. So still he's the key man. I thought we looked far far more comfortable with him on the part than we did with Jermaine Defoe. On that point, Kevin, listen, they're both quality strikers, I think, at the moment. Defoe's probably ahead of them, uh, Morelos, in, in, in the pecking order. But what you've got to remember, too, is that Morelos comes on with 20 minutes to go, 25 to go, when St Joseph's are, are on their knees. You know, they're, they're gubbed. So you've got to take that into account as well. So they're, they're going to look better. They're, you know, they're very comfortable. They're, they're 3 0 up at whatever it is at that, at that point. Um, in terms of the first half, you know, over the ninety minutes, I think you've probably been a wee bit overly critical, Craig. It's our first competitive game. It's away from home. It's an astro tough. It's very, very hot uh, conditions. There's two or three new players that they're trying to bed in. So, all in all, you know, had, had Rangers lost the game or something last night, then okay, fair enough. But you know, they've won four now. It's our first game. I think you've absolutely got to cut them slack. But you're right; there will be improvement needed. But that's just down to to rustiness and, and being together. Um, a bit more but in terms of last night purely in the 90 minutes taking everything into account it's a job well done I mean Craig can oh, no, you look I would, at it the... on you go Craig oh no sorry I just I wanted to say I, I, I certainly would agree with it I think you know there will be improvement obviously as the first game so you just kind of looking at playing Marseille at the weekend good. But to be honest you know I seen the Celtic game last night as well they had a bit of a scare in that game where Rangers didn't so um, what I would say is it wasn't just Rangers last night who didn't look um, at their very best for 90 minutes either um, You can't expect so, a team to be at their very best Craig when it's their first 90 minutes no, in the season No, but when you're playing against the quality of opposition that the Celtic and Rangers were playing against the fans I think do expect better I certainly think that getting into this season you know I don't get I mean I've heard over the last number of weeks a number of Celtic fans falling and saying how you know Rangers are still years behind Celtic and all the rest of it and personally I reckon Apart from the fact Celtic spent £7 million on a player that nobody had heard of until they signed him, doesn't mean he won't be good, admittedly. But apart from that, I don't see that Celtic have overly signed that much more quality than Rangers either. So um, I'm cautiously optimistic, I would say, getting the next season. And to be honest, I think you've, you've had a right to be, but there's six weeks of the window to go. There could be comings and goings. Uh, actually, there will be comings and goings at both clubs in the next six or in fact it's seven weeks actually um, until the window closes but yeah, at the moment um, if you're a Rangers supporter like yourself Craig, you've got to be optimistic and look, the bottom line is come August the 3rd August the 4th when Rangers uh, kick off there has to be an absolute belief in the dressing room at the club from top to bottom and in the stands that Rangers can go and win the league because they have to win the league this season well, thank you to Craig in Cumbernauld. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phones. He was talking about transfer activity from, from Rangers there. There looks as if there's been developments today. Steven Gerrard did confirm last night that they were closing in on a centre-back. There was a, a Slavia Prague centre-back that Rangers had been linked with. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Daly, he said it's not him. And it's, uh, it's looking today like uh, reports are suggesting that it will be... Um, Philip Hellander Swedish centre-back around 26 years old he's a, a Swedish international currently playing 
at Bologna the, the reported fee around around three and a half four million pounds markets mm-hmm. it's quite a big outlay so clearly if this is the man that Rangers are going for they're they're looking to to, to bring in a you know a, a key player at centre back yeah I mean that, that's still a, a position that needs um, strengthened even though they have strengthened it during the summer uh, but they've lost a couple Connor Golson still um, there of course and I'd expect that it's, it's trying to find the right partner uh, for Connor Goldson moving forward Helander don't know much about him but you know when, you, when you're in that price bracket if you play for Sweden 26 is a right good age as well good experience under his belt and one thing that, that Stephen Gerrard his staff and the recruitment staff will have done that if you're going to spend three and a half to four million pounds Andrew I would imagine Rangers are only going to get one crack at that in that position you need to be as, as best you can I mean you could never be absolutely certain but as best you can that he's the right man for the job because if it's not Hollander you know come August 29th 30th if a couple of days to go they're not going to go and get another four million pounds to go and buy um, a set and a half so I would imagine that they've absolutely done their homework on this guy and believe he's the right man for the job and will be trying desperately to get it over the line One thing that struck me when watching Rangers last season was that there was Connor Goldson there was Nikola Katic there was Joe Worrell who were the three regulars all right footed and there was never really anyone on that left hand side of mm-hmm. centre defence that, that looked overly comfortable playing mm-hmm. there Hellander is a left footer yeah. and I, I think that's where Steven Gerrard's going with that I think he wants to bring the in balance. to get that balance at centre back mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because sometimes they're, 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 you know if, if John Flanagan was, was, was playing at left back they, they, they lacked that natural balance um, as well even in the, in, in the full back areas so yeah absolutely in, in an ideal world and that's why left sided centre backs you know, they're, they're rare commodities and if you can find one you know they, they don't come cheaply but if you can find the right one then you do what you can to go and get them 01419511025 on the phone lines. We'll be speaking to Alec, a Celtic fan in Rossi, after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Goidy here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Peter's on Twitter. Mark, and he says if Borna Barisic can't hack it at Rangers, they need to get in Greg Taylor. He never should have been let go at youth level. Well, no, I've um, championed Greg Taylor on the show for a number of months now. I watched Kilmarnock live several times last season, and he always stood out for me. A terrific player, great fullback. Just what I was talking about: a brilliant attendance record, um, a good pro, good boy. Not chasing away for Kilmarnock because he's he's probably I would say market value. He must be Kilmarnock's biggest uh, asset. But the problem they're going, to, they have been, and they will continue to have to deal with bids for him between now uh, and the end of August but listen do I think he could go and play for Rangers Greg Taylor going to the first team and slot in I would say absolutely without a problem but he's a command up player and uh, unless somebody's going to pay top dollar for him he'll, he'll remain a command up player at Clyde SSB on Twitter let's turn to Celtic's result they came from behind for a 3-1 victory last night against Sarajevo it was pretty mental conditions wasn't it Mark? It was, yeah, I watched that one in the telly um, as well, Andrew, and, and it was, um, you know, the rain coming down, a, a sodden pitch, you know, Celtic started well, first 15, it looks very comfortable, then Sarajevo came into it, Scott Baines had a good save, 0-0, then eventually they've got the goal after Sarajevo had a number of corners, and then Celtic showed good metal, good character to, to come back, good uh, equaliser from, from Mikey Johnston, um, I have to, I didn't see uh, Edwards, God, that must have been a cup of tea at that time and then uh, Scott Sinclair's 
Cheeky wee back heel Just to give them that uh, Extra bit of comfort But um, again It's the first game of the season But but one thing that I'm sure that That will need to improve For Celtic Is just their I know it was a kind of new defence as well last night, but just their communication. Even with Scott Bain and, and the guys in front of him that he's played with many times uh, before, there was just there wasn't the greatest of communication. That's something they'll need to to work on. But overall, away from home, first ninety minutes of the season, and what was potentially a very very tricky game for them to win three one is is absolutely fantastic for them. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved, Alec is a Celtic fan in Rossi. Alec, what did you make of your team's performance last night? I thought they were terrific, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that was a real banana skin last night. These these teams, Eastern European teams, are good. They're cracking support, good uh, atmosphere, sodden pitch, terrible night. I thought Celtic handled it really, really well, although I was a wee bit worried when he had Adger at right back. Uh, I don't think the boy's comfortable out there. I think Tony Ralston would have been a better choice. And also, uh, we're new left back. Uh, all right, it's his first game, so we'll give him a bit of time to settle in, but... Uh, I thought the boys came back well last night, really, really well, and it could have been a banana skin. Mark, when you look at the, the team sheet and you saw it, and it was Christopher Iyer at right back, that was sort of glaringly obvious then that, that Neil Lennon needs to bring in someone in that position. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. It's it's the the main position, I think, that Celtic need to, to go um, and strengthen. Neil Lennon's aware of it. The board are certainly aware of it. And, you know, what you, you don't want to do... Andrew is is leave it too late because you're okay great when you're going to say a right back brilliant but even if you can get an excellent right back and you've still got to give him time to work with his teammates and what you don't have when you're playing high pressure Champions League qualifiers because um, actually the immediate aim is to get the 25 million quid and, and make it into the group stages is you don't want to be bringing somebody in you know with two qualifiers to go and he's got one training session that might well so there's an absolute need to bring in uh, a right back there's you know, there's been several on the radar several bids been put in for different players for whatever reason there's not been one that, that's been able to go over the line but um, as much as I like Ayer and I think Ayer's got a future for Celtic as a, as a central defender yes Alex Wright he's not a right back and everybody at Celtic knows that too but he was filling in there but they do um, very very quickly must prioritise and, and get somebody in but that said it's back to the point you can't just spend for the sake of spending You've got to make sure it's it's the right one, but um, you know it's time's not on their side. They need to act quickly. Alex, still very early days in the season, but did you see promising signs from Celtic last night? I thought the promising signs obviously were, were young Mikey Johnson. I thought it was excellent. Uh, we continues to develop that way. He'll be a first team regular. Obviously, the were new signing never played last night by Julian. I'm hoping that he's no injured for a long time. I hope he gets a run out on Saturday. Yeah, well, I mean, he was he was on the bench last night, so I think it was just a a case of maybe Neil Lennon didn't feel he was he was quite ready to step straight into the first team. But I, I don't think he's injured, Alec. I missed that, Andrew. I missed the, the actual the lineups when I was going to see it. I missed the the, the lineup to start with, you know. Uh, but no, I'm quite happy. Celtic are. As uh, Mark says there, we could go and buy any number of right-backs we want, but we want the right right-back and we want the right players coming in. We've already spent over £10 million. £10 million. I think it'll be another £5, 6 £7 million spent, easy, before the start of the season. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Um, Alex, I, I actually was impressed as well. You, you mentioned Mikey Johnson, terrific equaliser, but I, I like to look at Lewis Morgan coming on too, very direct, you know, just bump one touch, byline, whips a ball in. Um, so you know Lewis Morgan could have a, a major part to play this season for Celtic um, as well and probably why Julian was, was left out I would imagine Alex is that, that Neil Lennon wouldn't have wanted 
too many changes to his back four so he's having to play Ayer out of position he's got the new left back in and he's almost going with a new partnership even though they know each other Beaton and Simonovic have played with each other before trained every day for, a couple, for three or four years so he probably wanted to avoid putting Julian in and that would have been you know so that, that's that been a kind of with the greatest respect that like a, a damage limitation in terms of the starting lineup just to to avoid um, you know any uh, un, unfamiliarity um, in, in too many respects Alec, did you know what I mean? I could have been a banana skin last night. Uh, you know what I mean? Because these, these yeah. teams are good. That team are a good team, you know? Yeah, they were more than decent. I have to say, I did. I can't remember his name. It escapes me, but the, the veteran centre forward, I like, I like the look of um, him. He put himself about a bit. He was busy. He was physical. I like that kind of player, Alex. So, yeah, you're right. Sarajevo potential. Um, to have caused Celtic a lot of problems, but it shows the professionalism for Celtic, like we were saying about Rangers, for their first game back away from home, those conditions. Um, you have to say it was a job very well done. I just, Mark, I just mentioned uh, Scott Brown last night, Mark. I thought it was superb again. The guy just oozes calmness. You know, he, you can see that he's, he's controlling the, the player on about him. He calms everybody down. He gets the ball. He's always got a pass to make. You know, you think his old legs were getting a wee bit tired now, but he just the guy just oozes class. But that that's where, you know, he's, he, he's not as... Young as he was, obviously time's not on his side anymore. But that's exactly where now you, you see the maturity in Scott Brown, Alex. In terms of he plays with his head now, he has to play with his head more than his legs. So it's all about being in the right position, avoiding having to sprint twenty, thirty yards, or, or, or you know cover eleven k you know per game. So it's all about reading the game and talking to the others round about you. Maybe getting them to do a wee bit more of the work. But um, yeah, certainly again, Scott Brown. Will have a major role to play for Celtic this season. Final point to you, Alec. Yep, as I say, Scott Brown, Ryan Christie, uh, the, the, the players we go at the tail end of last season. I'm fairly confident that the quadruple treble, shall I say, shall be on the cards. Hopefully. Well, thank you to Alec in Rossi. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to come on the phone lines, there was obviously a goal right at the end for for Scott Sinclair. There, it was a. A back heel mark yeah. The one thing with Scott Sinclair Obviously didn't start last night He certainly had his critics But proving again last night That if you give him a chance He will score goals Yeah Yeah He, he got the goal And uh, he'll just give Celtic a, a lovely cushion Real breathing space Even if Sarajevo had to Open the scoring at Celtic Park Next Wednesday night you know, There wouldn't be a panic Whereas if it was just a 2-1 lead There would be So that's certainly given them That bit of comfort I still have a feeling That Scott Sinclair will be away um, You know I think um well, we know that the English Premier League and the English Championship, their window closes at the 9th of Friday night before they kick off. Yeah, it's the, the day the before 10th. their weekend. So um, I have a feeling that, that, that Scott Sinclair um, will be um, away. Because if you look at it, you know, you, you, you've got Ryan Christie back, you've got Lewis Morgan, you've got James Forrest, you've got um, Chevy. Uh, uh, Marion Shved. Shved. Um, that's coming in um, as well so there, there's plenty of options in wide areas um, for Celtic so uh, I would imagine that Celtic go will, um, will sell Scott Sinclair Could Mikey Johnson's pre-season form be a sort of indicator towards that? Could Neil Lennon look at the fact that Mikey Johnson's coming in making an impact he's uh-huh. scored again last night will, that, will yeah. he maybe look at that and think well maybe I don't need Scott Sinclair in this squad? Uh-huh. Yeah absolutely and there's nothing wrong that's not been Disrespectful to Scott Sinclair or, 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 or try to tarnish his, his ability, or whatever. It's just that it could be a fact, you know. And if there's clubs down south wanting them economically for Celtic as well, yeah, their, their wage bill has gone down significantly 
um, just in the past month or so in terms of the the, the natural wastage at the end of the season. Um, but Scott Scott Sinclair will be one of Celtic's highest earners, and um, if that frees up another wage to to go and you know strengthen elsewhere, then um, yeah, absolutely, it, it makes sense to go and do it. That said, if nobody comes in for him and there's not a suitable bid, and you have to go with Scott Sinclair, it's not like he's going to be a weak link. He'll still have a big role to play. But I would imagine everything. If you wait all up, it wouldn't surprise me if um, if he sold during the next year or four weeks. It was also a debut for Bolly Bolingoli. It was obviously cut short because of injury. I'm sure that must be a bit disappointing for Neil Lennon that mm-hmm. he didn't get a full view of, of his new man. Yeah, you know, they, they wanted him to get 90 minutes under his belt, just get a wee feel for it, get a feel for his teammates, you know, I say building up communication with um with with Scott Bain because, you know, I'll say it again, I you know, and I've and I've said this for a couple of, a couple of months now on the show. Uh, I said, you know, Celtic were going to have to face big bids for, for Kieran Tierney and I expected her to be a part of the ways. I stand by that. I think now you can see it. It looks as if it's going to be a natural progression. Uh, I'm not saying the boy's desperate to get out the door, but it looks like he's maybe thinking maybe the, the time has come. And Celtic are saying, right, well, if you're getting in excess of £20 million pounds and the boy can go and triple his wages and go and play down south or Serie A, wherever it may be. So I've said that for a number of weeks and I do expect that to happen. And, um, you know, Kieran Tierney's been brilliant for Celtic uh, for the past four years, outstanding um, hard work, dedication, talented, but um, regardless of who they brought in, <laughs> Celtic were going to go and get Andy Robinson or something. You you won't um, they won't replace like with like, and that's why it's even more important to get as best you can in, in the right hand side and the opposite flank. So um, you know Celtic uh, will we'll try to do what they can um, to to be as strong as possible in the left back area. But I think next season I'd be very surprised if it's Kieran Tierney that's doing it. 01419511025 if you want to give us a call you can tweet us at Clyde SSB that's what Sideshow Bob's done and he's got uh, quite a wish list for for you here Mark Celtic last uh, he said good result for Celtic last night but I still feel the squad is a bit short we still need another centre back a right back or two an attacking mid and possibly another striker uh, yeah I mean obviously the, the right back one um, another centre half Maybe, yeah, maybe another I mean, centre half. There is only, I mean, jo- Joseph Simunovic, Christopher Ayer, and Christopher Julien. Yeah, you would feel that in terms of first team centre backs, you'd probably want a fourth to to slot in there. That you probably would, unless Neil Lennon just you know says to Neil Beaton, you know, if you're a future here, you're 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 there as a first and foremost. It's going to challenge to be, um, you know, a, a central defender. He's, you know, the way Celtic like to play, take the ball off the goal and go and do that. He can do it. Um, I'm not saying he's ideal but do you need to go and spend big on a because I think Julian Simunovic and Ayer you know any two out of the three would be good so do you need to go and spend big on a fourth central defender I wouldn't think so um, so therefore a centre forward I think is an interesting one so obviously Edward's there unless there's any dramatic changes he's going to be there for, for the season um, Lee Griffiths is back in the fold but I don't think you can, at this moment in time for me, I don't think you can rely on Lee Griffiths being available for you. And I know that can that can happen with any play, you can pick up an injury at any stage in any training session. But I think that Celtic have to look upon, I, I would be looking upon Lee Griffiths as being a bonus, but not somebody that you can say, yeah, that's us, Lee Griffiths is back. Because he's had a lot of problems. So I think, yes, Celtic need to go and find um, somebody to go and challenge um, Edward and... There's, um, there's bio as well But in terms bio, of injuries He's not well, had his problems To, to seek yeah, since he joined Celtic 
Is he ready? Because what you've got to do if, if you're Neil Lennon you, you look at worst case scenario What happens if you lose Edward? Can you really see Bayo? Is Bayo I don't know Neil Lennon will know But I don't think so So I think yeah If there's an opportunity Going by another number nine um, Then I think Celtic would be Neil Lennon would be looking to do so 01419511025 On the phones We'll be talking about Tomorrow night's games And getting more of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. What? Mark Guidi here with me, Andrew McLean, in the studio on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get involved as well, 0141 951 1025 on the phone lines, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Of course, this week the old farm aren't the only Scottish sides in European action. Kilmarnock, they're away to Connors Key Nomads. In Wales tomorrow That's a 7pm kickoff. Aberdeen They're at home to finish Side Rovin the Amy That's a 7.45 kickoff. We'll start with the Kilmarnock game This is really our first Real opportunity To see what An Angelo Alessio Kilmarnock side Are, are going to look like Mark Yeah Yeah um, It is funny I was um, Flying home from holiday Last uh, Friday from, from Spain I was at the airport At the, the same time As the, the, the Kilmarnock guys And uh, had a wee blather with, with one or two of them So they enjoyed their, their week Um over there and uh, the new manager as you say Elise will try to implement his, his plans his thoughts with uh, with um, the uh, Donati uh, as his assistant and Alec Dyer's um, still there as well so he's brought, already brought in a few players brought in a goalkeeper um, in loan obviously they've lost uh, Backman so it was an area he had to look at to go and challenge Jamie uh, McDonald. but listen I would expect Kilmarnock to be, to be comfortable in that one again it's just like in you know, even if it ends up, you know, a two-one in aggregate and a three-two, it doesn't matter. It's just about getting the job done. That's all you want as a manager and as a player. Just make it, um, you know, not as don't make it complicated. Just get it over the line as quickly as possible. And I'm sure over the two legs, um, Kilmarnock will manage um, to do that. And um, I'm sure next Thursday night for the for the home leg, regardless, even if they win comfortably tomorrow night. I'm sure there'll be a good turnout to go and welcome the the new manager and the players again after their terrific season uh, in the last campaign. Yeah, because we've seen Connors Key Nomads in, in Scottish football in the last yeah. couple of seasons playing in the Ironbrook Cup, Cup yeah. and they did make it to the final last season. They they lost out to Ross County, didn't make it as far as that the year before. It, it certainly looks like a winnable tie for Kilmarnock. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to say that you would be very, very disappointed if, if you can't um, get through that tie. You know, when, when the draw is made and you see um, the Nomads coming out, if you anybody at Kilmarnock, you also think, your beauty, we'll take that. All day long I think so, the fans might have been A bit disappointed That they didn't get A nice exotic European trip Sexy Yeah um, Yeah that, that'd be true. I remember Charlie come on A couple of times Back in the days When Bobby Williamson Was was, was the manager um, But uh, I think for Kilmarnock um, It would be a serious setback If they didn't win that tie We just put them On the back foot You know From the off So the, the, man, the new manager Doesn't need it And I don't expect it I'm not saying Kilmarnock Are going to win 5-6-0 in aggregate But I expect Kilmarnock To get over the line uh, Aberdeen also in action as well They play Finnish side Rovin the AMA Derek McInnes speaking today And he says that reaching the Europa League group stages Is achievable for Aberdeen He says the qualifying process is weighted against clubs like Aberdeen But he says they've been doing all they can to make sure they're prepared I mean it's far more difficult clearly You know, For us to not negotiate any Scottish team now Having to go negotiate Obviously we're seeded this round but the likelihood is if you get what start to work through the rounds, you, you come up against real strong teams who are seeded and it's a tough task. You know, I, I think it's weighted against teams like ourselves, but it's not it's not, not achievable. We've got to make sure that we um, do everything we can to 
to get into those group stages and it is something that is important for everyone at the club um, you know and I think when it comes upon us so quickly a really important game uh, at the early stages of the season or the first game of the season then um, we've got to try and be as pre prepared as possible that's why we've been so busy there's not been a day where we've not been dealing with Aberdeen business since the last game of the season at Easter Road we've been trying to get good players in the building and we've managed to bolster the squad and try and be as ready as we can be I mean, it's not the way I would have worded it personally, but Derek McKenna's saying that it's it's not not achievable for Aberdeen to, to get to the Europa League group stages. Yeah, yeah, he's right. But it's a tall order, you would say, you know, at best, you know, it's 60-40 it's against it to go all the way. I mean, you look at them last season, you know, against Burnley, you know, they, they were right in it. You know, you know Lewis Ferguson scored that great goal down at, at Turf Moor and that really kicked off his season. They never looked back. Um, for Aberdeen, but they were all against a team essentially that can buy players at 10 million quid in that. England number one and England number two, you know, uh, in, in the squad. So um, it would be an unbelievable achievement if Aberdeen could get through four qualifiers. Absolutely uh, unbelievable because Derek's right, it is weighted against the, the Scottish clubs. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Alec is a Celtic fan in Parkhead. And uh, what's your point tonight, Alec? Hi, how we doing? How we doing, Mark? All right, Alec. Well, I, I managed to watch the two games uh, yesterday. I listened to the first call of the day and, and the, there was no comparison between the two teams. I'd read about the team that Celtic uh, were going to play. You know, the, the intimidating fans, you know, the, the fan base is crazy, uh, you know, and you could sense it when you watched it last night. It was it was a step up to what the, the Rangers game was earlier on. Uh, they did give a wee scare, but for the first game, it is to, to kick a ball for the first game to Celtic go away to a place that was so intimidating. The pitch was atrocious. The pitch was a shambles. Uh, the weather, to go 1-0 down and then to come back and win 3-1. And in the end, it was quite comfortably. But you can still see, you know, that there's places that, that we need to get sorted. Uh, there's new signings that will need to come in. And, you know, we've all come up against better teams. So and and when we come up against say better teams, I don't think we can even afford to be playing players like Aya and right back. We should be having players for their positions when that time comes. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, most of what you've said. I, mean, I, I think just one thing. I don't know if you're just referring to Craig that the first caller, but really for me, you know, there, there's no relevance to the quality opposition that Celtic. A, it's two different competitions. You know, it's different. So you know, it's. Not, and again, you can just see it all starting, you know, this season. It's not about comparing who Celtic is. It's about what your team does and if they get the job done. And both teams get their job done in different competitions. Yes, absolutely, against a, a different level um, of opposition. But for Celtic, that's what you're talking about, Alec. They showed great character and strength to come back from 1-0 down because there could have been a bit of panic because Sarajevo were getting into the game and I would have said that they were certainly worthy of a goal um, at that stage and then Mikey Johnson equalises with that with that 20 yarder and I just think the third goal from Scott Sinclair as much even if it finished 2-1 I would have still expected Celtic to get through but I think at 3-1 it really gives them a really good cushion and the pressure is, is really off them um, in the next leg and that's all that Neil Lennon would have wanted for them to be 90% there um, halfway through uh, the tie is great for Neil Lennon and his players. See, see, see to, to get back on you, like just the domestic season, Celtic will make signings this year, well, this in the next coming weeks, and, and it will be quality. 
But one thing that Celtic's got that Rangers haven't got is a winning mentality. Celtic, we've we've lost we've lost a fair amount of players this season, but a lot of them were on loan. Obviously, were key one I think that, that had that mentality was was Lustig. But the biggest, they still like the core of that team has still got that winning mentality. They still know what it takes to get out of the line. Whether it's if they score a goal in the first minute or whether they score a goal in the ninety sixth minute. The core of that team is treble, treble winners. So the lad, the, 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 again, the first caller, Craig, he can refer to the signings and how good the Rangers make, how good they are. But Celtic know what it is to get out of the line. Well, thank you to Alec in Parkhead. We'll squeeze in John in Drimmon. He's a Celtic fan. He's been waiting on the line. John, what's your point tonight? Hi, hello, panel. Hi, George. I'm thinking um, I don't know enough about uh, bowling goalie. To to make comment on him at the moment, I would have preferred personally be uh, Melling for Rosenberg. I've seen enough of him over the last two seasons. I uh, really rate him. I don't know what he would have cost to be Blontidi boy that scored against us. I fancied him, and I actually like Wee Ralston as well. I think he's quite direct, and I don't think um, if Selick don't fancy him, the fact to put Ayer in the right back position last night. But however. Um, what about Kieran Tierney uh, right back he plays right back for, for Scotland why not move him out well he, he didn't even play left back last night uh, John but I, I, you know I I think that uh, you know Kieran Tierney's going to be sold I've been saying that for a, for a couple of months now that Celtic were going to big bids to deal with that's turned out to be the case I think there's a kind of a realisation and an acceptance between the club and the player that's maybe it's a time for a partner of the way Celtic can cash in the boy going earns lots of money elsewhere and feels that he's maybe ready for a new challenge he might not be sold if he's not sold and he doesn't get away he won't spit the dumb out the pram he'll be absolutely committed to Celtic but I get the feeling that there are, there's a partner of the ways coming and, and Celtic will sell him for in excess of £20 million pounds. Final point to you quickly John uh, Well I don't see the money coming in I think he's worth twenty five million easy, but I don't see the money coming in. There's only been one bid, fifteen million. Yeah, we don't, we don't know, we don't know that, we don't know that for sure. I think it's been a bit more than that, John. A bit more interest. When you see interest like this happening, and you know it's looking as though it's coming together, then I would expect that uh, you tend to find that uh, they'll agree a fee, and uh, at some point over the next three or four weeks, Kieran Tierney will be away. Well, thank you to John and Drummond, and thank you for all your calls tonight. Thank you to Mark Guidi in the studio as well. A busy night of football again tomorrow. Kilmarnock, they are away to Connors Key Nomads in the first round of Europa League qualifying. Uh, Aberdeen as well, 7.45 kickoff for them. They're at home to finish side Rovaniemi. I'll be back tomorrow night in the studio with Mark Guidi. It's Calm Gallagher up next with all the latest hits. One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.